tears stream down Chris's face when he's all alone in his dark little Dean space. <laughs> tears streaming down Chris's face and I. Coming away, we're coming. Coming away, we're coming. Coming away, revival's coming to the USA. I went to the I went to that one for the chorus and I just knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it's like that? making kids music. Who's that? Yes. Sean Foyt? Yep. Nice. What's up, Sean? <laughs> Welcome to the Silly Grand Podcast. Episode podcast. number 30. Episode 30. Presented by Tithely. Tithely. Mm. I've got a I've got a um a table reading for us. Can you pull, put it between you two? And we need organ for the soundtrack. Yeah. This is an AI table reading of a... Is this a good organ? Or can it get a more churchy? This sounds more like a game, doesn't it? Um, wedding organ? Try wedding organ. What is this next section? This is an AI reading... Uh, a table reading, sorry, of an AI written uh, script. Do you have a link? Yeah, I just emailed it to you. Oh. I was thinking Chris would be the narrator. Okay. Uh, is this for Tithely? Is yeah. that what this is for? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll be the elderly lady. You'll be Pastor Johnson, so you have to play and and say your lines. Okay. And you'll be the man. I'll be... I'm the man? Yeah, man. I don't okay. know. Everett's a good narrator. It. They I know, should. but we got to change it up sometimes. No, we don't need to change it up. Make him the narrator. It's just going to be the a, narrator. It's just going to yes. be a disappointment if I'm the narrator. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's going to happen in the comments? Well, like, he's actually not it? the narrator. He's the director because this is a table reading. Great. <clears throat> what's the vibe? This is at a Pentecostal church. Okay. It's an organ. I'll be the man. <laughs> nope. Check. No, that's check. that's a coronation. Check. <laughs> just give me a piano. There it is. So you're a director and narrator, I guess. You'll be man. I'll be the man. Oh, I like I'm, this. I'm reading everything yellow. Yeah. Okay. And you can say like the fade in. Yeah, uh, external church. Exterior. <laughs> whatever if you want. I don't care. I just like Nate's organ playing. I right know. Now. This is great. I like it. It's good. All right. Fade in. External church. Sunday morning. The parking lot of the Pentecostal church is packed with cars as people hustle inside. Once inside, the church is bustling with people chatting and taking their seats. Cut to interior of church. Pastor Johnson walks onto the stage and greets everyone. He starts the service with prayer, followed by the choir singing. Suddenly, an elderly lady stands up from the front row and interrupts the Excuse choir. Excuse me, Pastor! Pastor Johnson, do you use Tithely? Tithely? 
Uh, no, we don't. Then how do we give our tithes and offerings? Well, we have envelopes that you can just put your cash or check in, and then you can give it to our ushers, but thieves will come in and rob you at gunpoint. <laughs> That's not good enough. Tithes is, tithely is the only way to give. We need to use tithely. Suddenly, chaos breaks out as members of the congregation start shouting and arguing with each other about Tidley. One man even storms up to the stage and grabs a microphone. This is ridiculous. I, I can't believe we're not using Tidley. How could you let this happen, Pastor Johnson? Look, guys, we can't use Tidley right now. We'll figure something out, I promise. No, it's too late. We're leaving this church if we can't use Tidley. Cut to interior of church office. The pastor is on the phone with someone. Yes, we're having a bit of a fiasco over here. Everyone is losing their minds over Tithely. Suddenly, the door bursts open and a man storms in. Pastor Johnson, I know what the problem is. It's poop pay. (laughs) Poop pay? What's that? It's a competing online giving platform. People are upset that we've been using it instead of Tithely. Oh, for goodness sake this is so ridiculous how are we gonna fix this cut to uh the interior of church sanctuary pastor johnson stands up on the stage a microphone in hand everyone i want to thank you for your passion about giving we hear you loud and clear we're working to make things right but let's remember that giving to god is not about the platform we use it's about our hearts and our obedience also we've switched to tithely (laughs) The congregation starts to calm down and people were not in agreement. So let's take a break and remember why we're here today. Let's take our focus back to God and worship Him together. The choir starts singing again and the churchgoers join in with their voices rising in worship. <laughs> there you go. Can I make a request on that organ? Can you do His Eyes on the Sparrow? keeps cutting out does it oh are your ears cutting out no because it hasn't cut out for me why should i feel discouraged You try your best, but you don't succeed When you get what you want, but not what you need When you feel so tired, but you can't sleep Stuck in reverse Lights will guide will guide you home and ignite your bone and I will try to fix you stream down Chris's face when he's all alone in his dark little Little Dean Dean space. space. (laughs) 
tears streaming down Chris's face and I. Good, still a good song. Great song. I was waiting for you to go back into the highs on the sparrow and read me. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he's watching over me. And I know he's watching. Watch it, watch it, watch it over That was beautiful. Yeah, that was. That was good. You're welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have a um, segment. Grapes. Grapes. What do you got, Chris? So I came across. I came across a nice utility this week. A nice utility this week. So I'm gonna um, translate in Eastern European, <laughs> but in English. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, because uh, they speak, they understand that. I went, I went to the coffee shop. I went to the coffee shop <laughs> and thought maybe we should have a coffee shop in our church. And thought maybe that we should have coffee shop in church <laughs> <laughs> because people. Because people like coffee. Because people like coffee and feeding their fingertips to a Wolverine. <laughs> they also like they also like donuts. They also like donuts and Serbia. <laughs> you know, you know what would be so funny is if you went to if you told the church that you had a Bulgarian translator <laughs> instead of speaking it Bulgarian. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the accent. <laughs> That's really good. But yeah. plot twist, Nate is both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Uh, no, let's do it like it's a sermon. No, let's do it like it's a sermon for the people of Serbia. <laughs> it's good to be with you here today. It's good for you to be here with my friend from America. In the house of God. In the house of God that Pastor Chichui built. Chichui. <laughs> Let's open up the scriptures this morning. Open up your Bibles that you got from the Slovaks. (laughs) (laughs) And you see in this scripture, Jesus multiplied the bread and the fish. There will be food and snacks after. This is what those oh that's, this is what those guys do to us. That's what they're it? actually saying. Yeah, they preach their own oh sermon, guaranteed. God. I was in Singapore, Dude. and the guy I I was con- or I was <laughs> you're I was not in, saying what I'm saying. I was in totally. I'm like looking at the guy going, no, 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 there's no way. Okay, keep going, keep going. This is what they do. Keep going. And uh, the point of this sermon is to let you know the point of this talk that you are welcome to attend with blankets <laughs> that God loves you. You can give to our church now. <laughs> With Tithely. With Tithely. Number one app in Slovenia. We'll be having 
Nightly is the greatest giving platform in the world. All other platforms are like little girls. <laughs> they suck. They are the worst. And the raps are falling apart. No app in the world is like us. We get to be the best. <laughs> we are so freaking great. <laughs> it's over. No. Oh my gosh. Dude, that is <sighs> that concept about the translators yeah. is genius. It is funny. They're not saying what you're saying. But it's also yeah. funny because you're saying... Or they're pumping it up. No, you're saying they're supposed to be speaking their language. Like they're, You think mm. they're going to speak Bulgarian? Okay, okay, do, okay do one in Italy. In Italy? You're, you're speaking in Italy and I'm translating. Come stai, Chiesa? Wow. No, 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 no. You're speaking in English and okay. I'm just translating okay, to okay. Italian. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> um, Good morning, church. Welcome. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you all. I hope you brought your Gucci. <laughs> After church, there's going to be lunch in the church foyer. We will be going to Pastor Vitor's house. And we will be drinking all of his vino. And we will stay light until 2 a.m. <laughs> Boof. Boof. Oh, boof. <laughs> boof. Oh, boof. Mamma mia, boof. boof. <laughs> All right, so this concept was seven tips to improve your church's coffee ministry. Yeah. I mean, these are serious tips. Like, this is actual. Should we share them? Oh, are, dude, are you share them? I've spent, I've, I've, I put it on the clock. Oh, man. And I, we, we spent an hour and a half talking about church coffee in a staff meeting once. Did you? Yeah. Church coffee. All right, let's hear it. All right. All right. What's the point? Seven here? tips. Okay. Tip number one: clear signage. Mm. <laughs> in mm. case, in case you didn't make sure everyone knows where to go to find. coffee. In case you didn't notice, the coffee urns with the cup. You need to have clear yeah. signage and those yeah. big silo things. Yeah, that game look changer. Like carats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> case you didn't notice, everybody congregating an apron over a thing that sounds like. <laughs> I love that. Then, <laughs> first of all, uh, you know, like like seven tips to improve your church's coffee ministry. It's like ministering just to right the, there. It's just like, saints. are you? Do you? Are you even listening to yourself? <laughs> I know. Where does it end? Can They're you, trying to help themselves not be a business I'll in be the honest church. With you, I've never had coffee at a church that was good coffee. No. Not once. Not even, even like, we, we get our beans from Colombia. No, but dude, like, you oh, know, do you? Fair trade. Well, I get you, my weed from California. <laughs> I, get I get my, my peaches from Georgia. Georgia. Um, you know that when you say that, though, the comments on YouTube are going to blow up. And you're like, well, totally. it's our church. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, it's like, no, your church. I don't care. Your church is included. Email way, way, way at theosu.ca. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Well, we have an espresso maker. Don't care. It tastes like battery acid. Yeah, I'll, I will have. Next Chris <laughs> probably loves it. Yeah, Chris <laughs> loves it. Yeah. And, and honestly, who's going to get the church early to drink your crappy drink, coffee? No, you get it on the way. Yeah, at Starbucks. Worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I only drink. No, you got to okay. listen to. You got to right. listen to number what, two. No, no, no. You have the. It's not the t point. It's like the description of why you need clear signage. This is great. Make sure everyone knows where to find the coffee during your weekend service. If they're arriving on a Sunday morning, they will probably a little bit they will probably be a little more than tired as usual. So having clear signage will help the weary wanderers find the essential source of energy they need. 
essential wow. source of energy. Did Chat <laughs> GPT write this? By the way, I saw Dungeons and Dragons last night, and it was my favorite Chat GPT written movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it was is that so. What it is now. Yeah, oh to my, be expected. It was so bad. Anyway, keep going. Uh, number two, multiple stations. Ah. Reduce the lines and make it easier for people to get their coffee. So, but like what two if my, people at the counter. But what if my church is only twenty people? Then you need to have lines of t- for two to ten. Yeah, lines of ten. Lines of ten. Everyone <laughs> drinks coffee at that church. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Adding multiple coffee stations is a significant improvement and allows people to move through the line quickly. Yeah. Okay. Is that Engage two? in more conversations and make it to the service on time. Number three. Okay. Restock supplies. <laughs> Are you this is a joke. Ted serious. Okay, I'm going to do an AI one while this is happening. <laughs> no, no, it needs to be a conversation. It needs to be a staff meeting about this. Okay. Where did you see this? It's on hopecoffee.com. Monthly subscription? Oh you can get a subscription Wait, for this uh-huh. stuff? It's, this is a blog. They're They're wanting people to pay for that? No, they, I don't know. It's a business, more advice like this. This is like a blog that's attached yeah. to their business. Yeah. You make it to church with your family. Just imagine this scenario. How to increase your welcome home sign ministry. No, this is a horrible, they set this up like this is horrible. Um, Just imagine the scenario. You make it to church with your family. You're running a few minutes late, but really you want to grab a quick cup of coffee. You wait in line for your favorite coffee roast level. Then as you put the cup against the spout and prepare for a full hot cup, nothing comes out. Like, I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> My God. Ever, can you imagine that? It's pretty bad. What's number four? I would, I would leave the church. That would I'm, be sure, it. I'm sure you would. Coffee greeters, number four. What a waste <laughs> of staff or volunteers. Can you imagine if you're this a volunteer at a church and they want you to be a coffee greeter and you're Just like, stand there? I want to serve God. I want to feel like my life matters. Well, we need you to be a coffee greeter. I, I came an hour early. And I'm serving at church to be a coffee greeter? No. No. I think Chappie no. GPT just you know what? won. This, what did it say? There's seven tips for a better coffee ministry. <laughs> really? Really? What's Chappie saying? Their first one is upgrade the coffee beans. Number two is improve the coffee brewing process. Three, train coffee volunteers. Four, attract volunteers. Five, create a pleasant coffee shop environment or atmosphere. Six, offer snacks and treats. And seven, promote the coffee ministry. You know what? I, <laughs> dude, you know what I would do? I would troll the coffee ministry if I was the lead pastor, head pastor. I'd make like big giant badges that say like they're the coffee ministry leader, team leader. World's best cup of coffee. World's best cup of coffee. <laughs> it's such a boomer thing to Dude. have a coffee ministry. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> it's, it's all it's, they want. No, no, but I feel like so true. I feel like it it was and now it's turning into a, a, a young people thing where it's like, well, this this church is good because they don't just have a coffee minister. They have a full running cafe where you can get free espresso. I will say this. And nitro. Th- there's a couple There's a couple churches that I've been to that their coffee is actually amazing. Let me guess. Jake and Mullen's church. No. Oh. I don't know if they, I don't I know they have one. The, they the, serve the Tim Hortons. No, there's a church, there's a church in um, Iowa. The pastor's name is Jesse. I'm blanking. Right Duplantis? Now. No. <laughs> <sighs> They put know. gold. The guy, the guy, like, I'm dead serious. I don't even know. Jesse Newman. Jesse Newman. That's a thousand dollar coffee. His it's name amazing. is Jesse Newman, and he pastors a church in in, in Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, and he legitimately has like the best coffee in Iowa. It's it's amazing. Wait, wait. This is the funniest one. But he's like an Australian, and so you know what I mean. Oh, so it's so like his standard. They, they probably have avo toast too. No, no t- totally. It's like insanely high. Australians like, or if you go to, um, if you go to. 
maybe I'm wrong, but I think at Hillsong City, they have a coffee, like a cafe or something like that. Like a public and, cafe. Yeah, and the, and the coffee is really good. Yeah. Okay, what's the worst the, one? The coffee at PBC when I went with you was pretty good. Was it? It was good. They had a cafe? Yeah. Chris liked it. Oh, did they? It was Starbucks. Oh, That's at Manor House in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. would be Starbucks probably. Yeah. 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 Okay, wait, wait. This is this is probably uh, the funniest one. What? That's I can't that. wait till Starbucks does a deal with... Uh, well, never mind. Okay, so then they tell you to have quality coffee. And of course, they advertise their company as can provide the quality coffee. Okay, so there's this the catch in this. The sell. Okay. Yeah, there's a sell. But then seven. Many people, it's number seven is add food. Many people enjoy eating a snack with their coffee. If your church is interested, consider providing a snack. So they give examples. Donuts, fruit, banana bread. And here is the takeaway. Here is the real piece of wisdom. Cutting snack items into smaller pieces will allow a snack to go further. <laughs> Example, cut the donut in half. <laughs> Quarters. That's hilarious. <laughs> that truly that's, written yeah, by a church. Such a church, church volunteer. Oh, oh yeah. If you see, it's so true. Yeah. Church volunteers absolutely do that. Have yeah. you ever, oh, yeah. ever seen like, it go further? Have you ever seen like totally? Have you seen a cookie cut in half? It's like, yeah. what is this? Like if, everybody's <laughs> taking two halves anyways. Totally. What, what are we? What is if it? You, if you yeah. see a donut cut in half, is this Holland in 1941? <laughs> are we hiding we're Jews? In the camp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why? We're peeling potatoes. And, <laughs> if yeah. you see a donut cut in half, that's crossroads. My dad's church. They have, um, they have like refreshments, <laughs> and that's a very generous term to call what they serve people. But it's like it's drip coffee, and it's and it's like donuts and like and like stuff. But it's something that was bought that week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been frozen the, um, after. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, it's it's Overstock. always random stuff. Sometimes I, it'll yeah. be like mini quiches. Other it, times it'll be like I don't know, like yeah, cornbread or something. And it's it, it's 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 agricultural. Ontario, so it's like yeah. oh, it's it, always it gone. It's always gone. It's, it's always, always it's, gone. Yeah, there's nothing. Left, there's nothing else. No, it's so <laughs> true. If it, the way I look at if, if a donut is cut in half, the way I look at that is that like is the pastor's smoke signal trying to let people know who come in that the congregation ain't paying him. And <laughs> 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 think he's dropping hints. It's dropping hints that he's yeah. in trouble. He's like blinking twice. <laughs> we used to with, with our, for our our youth ministry. Youth ministries eat way better than Sunday morning co- congregations do. And like youth don't tithe. Oh, it's true. You know, like for my youth, for our youth ministry, we had like the best pizza, insane amounts of it. I feel like this leads to a bigger discussion that I feel like you guys, you guys could, you guys could give your input on because I, this is funny because I've actually been having this thought of like when churches talk about volunteers doing like the ministry of the Lord and like serving, serving Jesus. And it's like, that's what you're doing. You're making coffee or like, or, or, or you're a parking lot attendant. And it's like, I get the heart of it, but are you actually, are you actually serving Jesus? Here's the number. I think so. We should ask them. Let's ask the company. No, but like, like, are you actually ministering to Jesus? Because nobody needs a parking lot attendant. I I I don't know. I've I've visited a lot of churches and I've come to appreciate the parking lot attendant. But and they're don't, serving they're serving the, the bride. But in some cases, don't you think it's a little bit exorbitant? Like this is all this stuff is so new. Like, do you think Charles Spurgeon's church had parking lot attendants and coffee greeters? Do you think his church even had a youth pastor? Right. Well, I yeah, I mean, they would have just ser- they just would have served in different ways, right? Different context. Let's call Hope Coffee. 
Okay, let's call. You got the number? 972. Nate, you got it. You we got it, guys. We got to think of um some funny scenarios that we've that we're facing that we needed advice from. No, you cut the donut in half and like 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 they can be very very peculiar. Like you follow yeah. this to the T and yeah. it didn't work. Yes. Nate, oh Nate, yeah, Nate. yeah, yeah. We cut the donuts in half and <laughs> and the first five people still ate all the donuts. They were taking two halves each. Yeah. Okay, that's how we talk. Okay, and then what's another point that they give us? Um. Oh, we used like we used like the uh, you know the craft roasted coffee, and everybody complained that it wasn't Duncan. Yeah. So we use their beans. Yeah, use their beans. Yeah, we but used, everyone wanted yeah. it to and be then, worse. And then the uh, you use clear signage, but it didn't seem to work. The people still got lost. Use clear signage, and it didn't help. People were lining up in the bathroom for coffee. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like hit the clear signage, the beans, and the donuts. But hit the donuts first because that's really funny. Nate, you ready? Okay. <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna call them, and we're gonna. Give them some peculiar situations okay, where you, we followed their instructions. Nine seven two. Yeah. Eight one three. Ninety oh one. It's Hope Coffee. And you're gonna maybe talk about the donuts that you cut in half and people are taking They were gone they're gone anyways after the first five people, even though you cut them in half. <laughs> exactly. And we followed their instructions from the, from <laughs> we, the newsletter. We bought their coffee and everybody nobody liked it. Who am I calling? This is that people who wrote that. So what am I gonna? What am I telling them? Cut the donut. Hope Coffee's email. Hi there. Um, this is Hope Coffee. Yes. Oh, awesome. Okay, great. Um, my name is Mike, and I'm running the coffee ministry at my church here in Franklin, Tennessee. Okay. And I was just reading. Um, well, the last week I've been reading the tips uh, to improve your church coffee ministry. Um, it's just online. Are you, are you familiar with the article for, on the hopecoffee.com? I am not, but um, I might. Maybe she listens to the podcast. I'll, 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 I'll call again. She so I'm, so I'm no complaining. Way. I'm saying that, that when I cut things The tips up, aren't working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These tips aren't working. Yeah, complain. It's too yeah. So you're obeying this to yeah, you're obeying this to the letter of the law, and yeah. it's not working Come out for you. Snack items up into smaller pieces will allow small quantities. There's a I had complaints. Yeah, okay, okay, good. Yeah, you cut the donuts in half. They still took. Hi there. This is Mike again. Hi. Yes. Hi. Yes. So I was just mentioning I run the coffee ministry at my church here in Franklin, Tennessee. And I just wanted to maybe talk to somebody maybe about the article that you guys have online um, about how to improve your church's coffee ministry. Absolutely. Let me give you uh, an email address that you could email somebody that would be able to to give you more information for sure. Okay, great. Yeah, that'd be great. I just been I've been following all of the tips. There's seven tips on how to okay. grow your coffee ministry and. Um, some of them have been working, but some of them, like tip number seven said to cut the snack items into smaller pieces. And I've just been getting a lot of complaints from our church about it. It's just really frustrating. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Let me give you this email address and he should be able to get back to you and have, like talk with you about all that. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Ready? Yeah. B. B. And then masters 
M A S T E R S. Yep, B Masters, like the Masters Golf. Mm-hmm. Yep. At hopecoffee.com. Okay. Okay. B Masters at hopecoffee.com. That's it. Okay, and and so he's and is he the that's for is, Brian? Brian. Okay, so is he the author of the article? I do not know. Actually, I would have to look. Um, but he's the owner. Oh, okay, great. Okay, well, I'll contact Brian. I'm. This is really great. I just, I'm really excited about growing our our church coffee ministry, but I'm running into all yeah, kinds of awesome. all kinds of challenges at the moment. So. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, well, hopefully he'll be able to help for sure. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Have, of course. Have a good day. Okay. Good day. Bye. <laughs> they have other locations we could call. Yes. <laughs> we should just, can we call the Gospel Coalition? I got a, yeah. bone, I got a bone to pick with the Call them about your coffee ministry. Yeah, I will. I'm getting is this, is this, is this going to keep going off? I don't know. Let me have it. I just figured we might as well keep it close. Okay, here's another. Here's the distribution center. Oh. Yep, I got a number. 502-265-0492. This is Gospel Coalition. Hi, you've reached 10 of those.com Christian Books. Our business hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard That's time. not the Gospel Coalition. I apologize if you weren't able to... That was some book company. Yeah, that's and then it says ten of those. Ten of those books. Check. Yeah, it did go out. Yeah. All right. Well, let's <laughs> just move on. Moving okay. on. Does anybody have a bone to pick? Beyond the pick, I have a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. Okay. Okay. My bone to pick is with is with Christian. Social media influencers who like pretend to be centrists, but really you're, and they pretend to be like conservative centrists and unifiers when really you're not a conservative, you're a progressive. Mm-hmm. And you put, and like you, the way that you, you get your, the way that you build your audience is pretending to be somebody who just lives in the middle and in the tension and in the nuance. So, you know cringe. what I mean? But like, dude, you are not a conservative. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. you're you, you're not. You just at all, right? So there's this guy on online. Not gonna say his name, but it's like, from the moment that the the shooting happened in Nashville, right? Day one, it's all about gun control, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, this is I'm contacting my I'm contacting my uh, showed a picture of of the representative for his district in, in Nashville. Yeah. And the it was like his family and they all had guns. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, it's Tennessee. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Patron like in state of shooting stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like so if you like and I guess for me it's like if you want Tennessee, which is the reddest one of the reddest states. Mm-hmm. If you want Tennessee to like not be Tennessee, then just go to go to a blue state. That's what we did. You know what I mean? Like we literally left California, and one of the reasons is like we just didn't want to be a part of, you know, how beautiful blue states are. They're they're awesome. They're awesome for people who love the. You know what I mean? Like you want gun control, then you can live in peaceful, 
sharing the wealth. California. Yeah. Sharing exactly. wealth. California's yeah. super peaceful because they have great gun laws and yeah. gun restrictions. Yeah. You know, go to Jersey. Jersey's super strict. Super. Yeah, exactly. It's very Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. Very safe. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So all I have to say is like, dude, just like at the end of the day, I like, I totally get if people want different politics but just then go to a you can find them you, know I mean? you can find them exactly yeah. you just like move well we need to reform and i know that's i know that's ridiculous but it's just like it, it, you know there's that but it's i think my bone to pick is ultimate it's like just be honest about who you are stop pretending to be something that you're not like mm-hmm. i think that um it's just it's a bit disingenuous and you 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 should recognize your biases you know like i think part of my uh what are my biases? I'm a conservative. That's going to be my bias. You know what I mean? Like, and, right. and, and so the moment that you like admit your bias, you actually become a more objective person. You become right. more you're useful. You're hiding it. Well, not only that, you become more useful and self-aware. And you're like, okay, th- these are my biases. Nobody, these are and, my and leanings. Nobody's going to dink you if you admit it up front. Exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, he's pretty consistent with himself. So yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. But, but when you start to pretend like you're not something, you know, or you're, you're masquerading as something, then it's like, you have no method and you you're just arguing like many times it's just it's impossible to have a conversation with these people because they don't even know who they are but they 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 know who they want to project and it's like who you are and what you project are not the same thing many times you know um yeah anyways it's just annoying so, it's just it's at the moment it's just really annoying me because it's like it's the I, don't, I don't want to go super political but i'm just sick of people who are going like they're fake political people is my my is my issue right so so annoying so then what like what would you say what would you say then because obviously this hits close to home because it's like all this is right in our backyard yeah so what would you say to conservatives that don't necessarily want like a lot of gun control but they're like there's also no reason why anybody should have an ar so just ban ars and that's it yeah so i would say there's good reasons for people to have an AR. And a, a conservative would know that, you know, like, and, and, and an American conservative particularly, you know, so for example, like ARs are hunting rifles. That's what they first are. Like, you know, AR does not stand for assault rifle, right? Like, and, you know, you, you, uh, if you're a sportsman, for example, like what's the need to have a shotgun? Well, you right. need it, but you don't need it for anything. You you you, you use it for sport, sports, right? Like so, like if you're a sporting person, you're gonna have sporting tools. It's like, what's the need to have a bow and arrow? There's no need to have a bow and arrow, right? But if you're a sporting person, you have bow and arrows because you sport with them, and that's what ARs are. They're sporting tools, um, and so that to me is, you don't have to justify a need, but it gets further complex because you have the Second Amendment. Right, you know, which is like it's a political, it's a protection. It's a political protection, exactly, because Americans have this idea, and it's a very consistent idea that government doesn't ever get smaller; it always gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. so it's a it is a genius match power political concept. Yep. And of course, things are playing out in America. There's, there's, you know, the 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 cost of freedom is really it's a high price to pay. It's a really, and you know, no, obviously we don't, you know, you don't want your children to pay for it either. So yeah. you have to have, you have to find ways to mitigate disaster. Yeah. 
And so, Safeguard. but you have to, I think that you need both. You need ways to mitigate disaster and you need to keep freedoms high. Right. And, and that's the challenge of, of a democracy in a republic is that yeah. you, you have total freedoms, but you have high mitigation of those freedoms. And so right. for, for me, I would be like, um, okay, uh, people who are psychos should not be able to have guns. Or if it's, by the way, a felon can't have a gun. Right. That's gun control. Right. Right, like, like, right. but that's good gun control. So I'm like, I'm for, uh, like, for example, there's no such thing as complete and total freedom in America, right? Like, like, so for example, if you break the law, you lose all your freedoms, right? Right. So there should be like, there's privileges, right? Two A should be a privilege. Driving a car should be a privilege, right? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I was Reparations. Watching- should be a pri- exactly yeah right? yeah so I, I i'm not opposed to really common sense responsibility and enforcing right. responsibility if that makes sense right but, but i would not i but i but um and, and you know there are classes of weapons that are actually like you have to go up high to get them so for example you know like automatic weapons you can't just buy an automatic weapon in america you have there's a that's a that's a, a separate cl- class you know what i mean right but requires yeah. training in yeah, but I, I, I think like the point is like, I think my understanding at least is if you are wanting to conserve freedom and also mitigate disaster, yep. I feel like one of the most no brainer solutions is to give people ARs at schools to give them ARs. Yeah, like staff. Like, yeah, staff, security, oh, yeah. police. Like I know, I want our our officer to have. He has a pistol at our at our kids' school. I want him to have an AR. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> my my other question is when when it comes up to um, the measurement, the scientific measure for who would be deemed sane enough to have a gun. Right. Yeah. Right. Who creates those measures? The government would, right? They would create and enforce. The scientific measure by which someone should or shouldn't yeah. have a gun. Yeah, yeah but that's sure. state. That's state government, isn't it? Would that be state government? Uh, I think federal as well. I think okay. there is some federal. So my question is, because the background checks are federal, right? So here's right, my question right, right. on that. When, on I, that when, one. I, when I bought a gun in California, I had to do a federal background check. Right. So it is. There's both. So my question is, what happens when the people making those rules by scientific measures? Yeah believe that scientifically there are more than two genders what right. happens when the deterioration of scientific evidence right. or fact right. yeah. is not fact anymore well obviously do i, I trust mean, those people to or, make that or, measure or, or it just it deteriorates into any empirical evidence being a western way of knowing yeah yeah totally it yeah. falls on itself so i go it, yeah okay sure more background checks more but why by what standard are we measuring them yeah right, right. that that's concerning to me at the same time, yeah, yeah. I also, yeah, I personally want an AR because they're easier to shoot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I want to have the same ability to defend as someone who's going to offend. Totally, the cat's out of the bag in America. You have four hundred and fifty yeah. million guns that we know about. Mm-hmm. You can't you take know, it back. You can't take it back. So yeah, but bottom line is we need to protect children. Amen. Yeah, and a woman. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, didn't Canada? Canada did a big buyback, right? Yeah. Yes. Australia what? had the most successful buyback in the world, and it, they got one third of the guns. 
Yeah, well. You do that in America, you're not going to get crap. Yeah. So it's only your good people are keeping them and the really bad people are keeping yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've still got a third in there in the middle who surrender. Exactly. Yeah. If somebody wants to, uh, there, was a, there, was a, there was a killing in, I think it was in Georgia, maybe it was in Florida, just recently, three teenagers got shot and they got shot by a guy who stole a gun. And the police officer is like, it wasn't gun control that killed him. A, right. A, a, you know, the, the point is, is that bad guys will always find ways to get weapons. Right. So they don't right. play by the rules. Yeah, they don't play by the rules. Exactly. Right. People don't seem to understand. No. I like, I like that we talked about that. Yep. Chris, you got a bone pick? Oh, I know what my bone to pick is. Hi, Brian. Go. Okay, so someone uh, someone heard our last bones to pick and reached out and said, based on my bone to pick last week, which was that I have to wear a shirt when I play pickleball. Yeah. She messaged and said, hey there, day one listener of the podcast here, just an FYI. Your girl debunked Karen's stupid lie that a county law, that it's a county law that you can't be shirtless in public. So when you go to that pickleball court, you do you. My source, the mayor's <laughs> office. Really? <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Brilliant. Good job. That's awesome. That's good. Thank you, Yezzy. It's good. Ev? Yeah, my, uh, my bone to pick is with what I would say platform expression versus natural expression. Okay, yeah. And I like we've talked about it in preaching you know and you get a guy that's like screaming and shouting and you talk to him in person he's like so chill and like just be yourself but i saw it so firsthand in worship um i was at this church and and there's this person and they're always like you know the worship leaders that are so charismatic that they're angry yes and they're like they're throwing their fists and they're kicking and it's like my god like you're Doing singing about the joy of the Lord right now. <laughs> right. I'm like, you're going to hit somebody, you know? I'm like, it's just weird. Like, why are Put you so mad? On. Yeah. Like, why are you so mad right now? Bro. So it was that. And they're like, you know, friggin' like sprinting across stage. And like, it looks like a mosh pit at a metal concert, you know, where you're just like throwing arms and trying to hit people. And, and then I saw, I saw them off platform and they were so introspective and stoic. Right. And at one point, they were literally lying on their back on the floor. Like with their, with their, I kid you not, with their hands behind their head like this, like exactly like they were taking a nap. Right. Third, you know, during second church? song. Yes. Some, yes. That's... Yes. During worship. After the second song, they stayed like that the whole time. What church? Through announcements journey through through announcements until until they dismissed and they until they sat people and it was just like one of one of these things is not like the other wow. i feel like one of these is an honest expression and one of these maybe isn't quite as honest but nashville christians are weird bro east nashville christians are <laughs> even- no 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 let me let me tell you something in the same way that hollywood it, pe- people in hollywood are weird People in Nashville, Christians that in Nashville are weird. They I have, are, aren't I have they? questions. They are all, all is not a good word. 
so many. It, it, there is a trend. There's very there's many Christians that like they have to they have to like stand out or something and be and like I know about standing out. I mean like you know ever since I was a kid I was I've been dressing like my my heroes. You know like and I don't I don't think I do it to stand out. I do it like to share. like share. Exactly. Yeah, dude. I mean, I dressed like. I still dress like my heroes. I, I want to dress like my heroes. I want to dress like my scene, my, you know what I mean? Like the things that I'm into, the, the, you know what yeah. I mean? That that skateboard, surf, rock and roll culture, whatever it is, yeah. ha, what have you. You know, I like, like your Shania Twain. Fashion. Era. Thank you. Yeah, Shania Twain. Absolutely. I, <laughs> the, I, leopard, the leopard jumpsuit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I get into it. Bottom line, it's like there's these, tri- there's, there, there is these, these two types, right? There's these, these, this this music subculture in worship and they have this whole way of like you know you just got to be yourself and relax in the presence of god and you know what i mean so they just do this weird crap there's that and then there's the learned behavior mm-hmm. and the platform learned behavior and and preachers are actually the absolute worst at this this is why yep. i've been i've been pumping chris i'm like i need to see more chris palmer in your sermons because right. like you you were in ministry in your twenties and you were you were so Pentecostalized. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and now you watch him preach now and he's actually very there's there's a lot more Chris in him. You know, right. like but if you watch stuff on YouTube of him in the in his twenties, it's like, who are you? You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm thankful that I didn't get into ministry until my thirties. Right. Because I had a long time to sit there and go, I don't want a bar of this. I don't want a bar of this. So when I get up, the same Nathan that is preaching and teaching is the Nathan on the podcast. Yeah. My my voice, my cadence, my jokes. You know what I mean? Like that's that's real. I I don't I don't even copy a form. You know what I mean? I don't right. I don't even have there is no form mm-hmm. for when you're just being yourself, right? But there's these these things and you know it. They, these guys talk like this, they ask questions like this, they have certain cadences, the way that they approach scripture, like it's a whole song and dance. I was at I was at a um Chris and I were at a I think it was you and I. We were at a conference yeah. and a guy gets up and he starts pumping the crowd to give a, a praise break and I'm like I will never give a praise break again. Never. Not one. Uh, never again in my whole life will I. And you know, I looked over and there was two pastors, you know, in their 70s. Yeah. Huge churches. They didn't get up and do a praise break. It was like, yeah. screw this. You know what I mean? Like, this is a joke. I know what this is. This is part of Don't your routine. Don't put this on. Exactly. Yeah. And you put it on. And, and I just hate things that are put on. Look, if you are, if you were raised in the punk scene and you bring that into your worship ministry, cool. Like I respect that because it's part of your story. It's who you are. It's how you approach everything. If you're a shoegazer, weezer head, and that's how you lead worship, cool. You know, like whatever it, it is, you cool. But like, don't do these ones if you're a girl and you're leading worship. What are you like? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with your hand? Are you okay? Are you, can you get that in control? What are you, Michael really J. Itchy. Fox? Oh, for me, for can me, you put it's, that in a, it's, can you put that in your pocket? It's the shaking. It's the shaking for me. I'm like that is not. That's not natural. Well, unless you have a disease. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, uh, unless it's you're Michael, If you are Michael J. Fox, then you can leave like that. <laughs> it's this if one. you are not. It's this one for me. Totally. Yeah. 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 Or have you ever noticed? Have you noticed like, like, yeah. yeah so like Kim Walker Smith, she does her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She, she does her. Like, totally. She takes her shoes off and right. she stands sideways. 
and she looks and she literally has like a, a music stand. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, who does music stands? It's like so lame. Well, she does. And it's her. It's yeah. like, you do you. Like, but don't do her then. Do you know what I mean? Don't make not wearing shoes and standing sideways and having music stands your thing. It's not your thing. Yeah. Or like Erwin McManus. Erwin McManus has this thing where he preaches like Jerry Seinfeld. Like he's got a mic and he it's like a stand-up bit. Right, so it's like a you know one of those stand up uh-huh. mics, uh-huh. and he preaches without holding a mic, and I think it's actually really cool. Oh, but it's like it's his thing, that. so don't do his thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, just do your thing. So may and maybe that's comfortable for you, but it's like I just think that it's cool when preachers have their thing, you know. So sure. just or worship leaders, whatever. So just find your voice and be you. But like, I, dude, I'm so freaking. I know I've made your bone to pick my. It, I it, that is my bone. He to pick. has picked up your yeah. your bone, and I am picking that bone. Yeah. Um. I uh, I think the other forgiveness maybe is like if someone's nervous. Like for, I don't do a lot of public speaking. So for example, I might have things that I think maybe people do things without wanting to be weird, but they're nervous or something. For sure. And so they have like something stupid that they do. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it's just a matter of preaching. I mean, this is a human psychology thing. Right. It doesn't just. I mean, I I have students that I read their papers and they're writing and they're trying to be somebody else. Boy. Oh, for sure. The way yeah. they the way they think, the way they write, yeah. The, yeah, the words they use. It's mimesis. We learn mimetically. We learn from other people. Everything is a learned behavior, and there's no such right. thing as a true original. That's to right. to, to a point. It's true. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I, this is yeah. And so, even in the academic world, it's the same thing. I mean, people are taking other people's ideas all the time. Have you ever seen a, vid- or a vid- form? Have you ever seen a video of Billy Sunday preaching? Yeah, and it's like yeah. that's like Pentecostal preaching was just borrowed from how people yeah, used but to it, give it, public it, but addresses. It's, but it's not just the the the, the right. accusation is not just Pentecostals because Reformed people try to be their heroes, and everybody in the yeah the other movement, the whatever independent church movement. But for example, Spurgeon. If you're reading Spurgeon, you're reading Spurgeon was the product of his day, right? Like so that was how people. That, that's how great orators spoke. They, they they were colorful, right? So like, what in some in certain Christian traditions, like what we've done is we've memorialized like Forms. What, what, a form that was cool in 1880. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And then now it's like that's how you do church. And it's like, are you really? The thing is, like, do you think do you think it could partly be like just Protestants? Because maybe Protestantism is like a little bit more commercialized. Because I just like when I would go to Catholic Mass, I just I couldn't I couldn't imagine the priest in his homily being like, I want to be like this guy, so I'm putting this on. Right. It just it just doesn't seem to happen. It's like the word of the Lord. Totally. That's it. There. I'll tell you right now. There's only one priest that I've ever heard that was awesome. And it was um, that guy in, in Palm Springs. Yeah. Because all the other ones, they were absolutely boring. They're horrible. And I think Catholics prefer that. Catholics prefer that there's no personality no flash. in the Mass. Yeah. Right. But um, there was a, they had a new uh, parish priest, and he used to be an, uh, an Episcopalian. Yeah. And so he had some, he had some, some, uh, he had some pizzazz, and it was it was actually amazing. The other, anytime the other guy spoke, I was like, I want to die right now. Not because you're just a horrible exegete, but also because, you, well, it was mainly because he was a horrible exegete, but mainly, <laughs> but also because he was just pan. 
the yeah. whole time. Yeah. I guess I okay, think back for a sec. And I I like I think increasingly, and maybe it's because I listen to David Campbell more than a lot of other people that I listen to. I'm less and less attracted to the flashy. I can do I can do the most basic. I know. And I found mostly everyone at Leader Retreat spoke very there was not yeah. flash. There weren't tricks. True. And nope. I love yeah, but, 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 but I will, no, no, me. yeah, yeah. But let me say this. Okay, from some guy that all I hear is that stuff. There's something deeply moving about let's not take out the emotion, the pathos that's a part of preaching. Pathos is extremely important in preaching. If you if all it is is just information coming your way, you're gonna you're gonna we have human beings made up of emotion, and if it's a genuine pathos, it's important. We shouldn't suppress those things. To me, there's nothing more deeply moving. And I come when I was in Detroit, the majority of the church is black, and those types of churches, preaching is what you do. And I can't say that it's all an act and it's all put on because it's not. A lot of it is very genuine. Yeah. Oh, Not all of it. I agreed. A lot of it is very genuine, yeah. okay? And a lot of it is very moving, and a lot of it, it, it I'm not... Some of it is very uh, educational in a way that I learn a lot and I hear a lot. It's just they're doing it in a different way. Um, and, and I won't discount and say because people in, in other... In Brazil, they're moved, and but the, the, a lot of it is still deeply moving. Yeah. And, and so, even like even in, in, um, in the Asian countries I've been to, they have a way and they have a style and they have an accepted norm in their cultures and certain styles of delivery just not going to work there so i guess i guess maybe i'm the most cringed by people that do the style and there's nothing in there yeah it's like, all style right, no right, substance correct. yeah that's right. the most bothersome to but, me. but yeah. that would be but that would be the criti- that would be a consistent critique even of, of a black church it would be a crit- it would be right a, like, what's that like for example no, like all style, a black nothing there yeah a black minister would say the same thing he would. Right. They Actually, would. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or Hispanics, or you know, or uh, anybody. Well, it's it, it's not even just that, uh, but it's also even in our our charisms. For instance, like dancing. Like some people, it's artificial. It's learned behavior. They just think they because they're charismatic, they have to dance. But true dancing that comes from the Lord, when God is really moving on you to do something, it's always the Roger Rabbit. It blesses you to see it. <laughs> it blesses yeah. you to watch it. Like if there's someone who is being moved by God to dance. Okay, it's gonna bless you to watch that. And if there's somebody that God is moving on, that's true. It will bless me to watch it. No, no, it will. There's, I, I remember there was one time in a service where God was moving on somebody to dance, and it was, and and everybody around it was so blessed to see how this guy was being blessed by God. I don't know, Chris. I think that's your Pentecostal speaking. Look, I, I I, I could, I could push back and say that may be a lack of Pentecostal speaking or a lack of being in where I've been. I don't, don't, you can't. I don't. I don't think you can always the same stuff. Yeah, I don't think. I like that his feathers are ruffled here because we're getting a little bit out of him. No, because you can't just make Pentecostals the trash bin for everything that's wrong. Yes, you can. I wasn't. I wasn't particularly. (laughs) I was talking about like a style of preaching that I don't even. I'm not even referencing any. Well, firstly, I referencing. I referenced Spurgeon. Right. I referenced, look... Well, uh, Spurgeon, by the way, I will say Spurgeon, they just did a thing, and I'll pull the article up, where you look at, where they started digitizing sermons, okay? And when they digitized all the sermons, they found out that Spurgeon's sermons, after they did the comparative thing, like the Google Word study, he was taking from everybody else's sermons. He was plagiarizing. He wasn't original. Right. So to me, it's like, even let's not make Spurgeon because he's one of our guys, that he was the original, everything came out of him. Right. Spurgeon was pulling and taking from everybody else. Right. I don't think he was as original as we think he was. Uh, At least the data yeah. shows that it's not. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's never, he doesn't cite anything, so obviously he's pulling from somebody. I think what I'm trying to say is there are, 
we can we can fall into this is what I think. I think that a young man wants to be successful regardless of where he is. And then a young man will adapt to whatever is the metric. So if the metric is this, then he will adapt to that metric, right? And the danger in a lot of church things, leadership, preaching, worship leading, all that, is that we have people who they want to be successful so bad that they adapt to whatever the metric or perceived metric of success is. And I see this all the time. I see this with young guys like, well, I just want I go to church and so I just want to be the best there. Or I do this and so I just want to be the best there. And so rather than having seasons where they're formed, having seasons where they have time to contemplate, having seasons where they have time to um, you know, to to Get chiseled away. To self-examine or to 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 be circumspect about their, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um they just are thrust into the action and the duty of the thing, if that makes sense. And yeah, there's just we all we all see it. I mean, this is why these jokes hit. The reason why our memes work is because we know that people mindlessly copy form. They they do copy form, but it, but a certain form. There's always an original of that form. I, and that's what I absolutely that's what I said. So there is so there is a yeah. So be be Kim Walker. Kim Walker Smith should be King Kim Walker Smith. But I just don't think that other people should be Kim Walker Smith. I think that other people should be themselves. And I know that that's that's a tall that's order. That's a slippery slope, though. Too, I think. Well, it's a tall order. I know what I'm saying. But like for yeah. example, Kim Walker Smith, though. Okay. Originality is alchemy. That's what it is. You're taking things that already exist and you're combining them in such a way. To create something that is new, but it's made of old things. It's an old... You know what I mean? Sure. So that's, to me, what all originality is. Well, I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, But don't you think that people can get too too caught up in trying to be, quote, an original? Yes, absolutely. Exactly. To be originally is fine. Yeah, what was Dad's dad's quote the other day? He said, you can be original, you can be effective. Yeah. So somebody... You're already taking from somebody... Um, but but, there, but but you can also get into the you can also get into the the slippery slope that Brian's talking about to where you just okay. Come, but just do come. we have to do this when we're leading worship? No, I'm not saying you should have to do that when you're leading worship. But there is learned behaviors. But the other side of it is that you end up becoming a rebel just because you don't want to be like anybody. Totally. And so that, and that to me is just as bad. Absolutely, because that well, ultimately, it's not just about being a or rebel ju- or just thinking that or just thinking it's about being a contrarian. Yeah, right. So you're it's like, rebelling. It's like talking to Gabe. If Gabe, whatever, if you if you posit, if you a, take a point, Gabe will posit B. Yeah, that's Gabe is literally so committed to being the contrarian in any given circumstance. So true, dude. That he will he will defend the stupidest thing. Right. It's just as bad as a yes man. It's kind of like Chris right right now in this talk where he's he insists on being a contrarian. I'm not trying to be. A no, no, no. I, I I'm not <laughs> trying to be. I'm I'm very rarely. I the wouldn't contrarian put you in that. the group. Yeah. But what I am trying to say is that there are just There are different. There are different milieus, different ethoses, yeah. if you will, and they have different norms in those. Yeah. Look, that's, I don't. That's cool. I don't have a. I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with. I remember I was at a, at a Pentecostal church fifteen years ago. Gabe and I were leading worship. It was in Vancouver, BC, and it's a. It was a big, famous Pentecostal church, and Richie Wilkerson Jr. was speaking on the Sunday morning. And I had seen Richie preach at VU, but I'd never seen him at a Pentecostal church. 
and he preached like a Pentecostal. All of his opening lines, all of his, you know, like I grew up in the, in the Pentecostal assemblies. I've been to all those churches. I know what Pentecostals do. You know, like I know their sound, I know their forms. And I remember watching him and going, and so he did this. And Pentecost, this is this was, yeah, 15 years ago. So you still have, uh, you know, the, the generation just over the boomers that are still old, you know, and he like, he said all the right things, like all the Pentecostal things. And I'd never seen him do that though. And I thought to myself, that was absolutely genius. Played the room. He played the room and he did, he just went into his deep into his Pentecostal tradition. Imagine him sitting there for years watching his dad, Rich Wilkerson, you know, speak at the, you know, general assembly in you know, Missouri or something. And it kills. Yeah. And he just, exactly. And he took all of that form and he put it all into one sermon for a Sunday morning at a Pentecostal in a, church. In a context. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it was like, yeah, it was like, and I just thought, I said to him, I'm like, I saw a part of you that I've never seen before. You are a devil. You know, like that was genius. And so I, I get it. I think that there's, it's good to know the different forms. Okay. And I'm not against that. What happens is is that there's often overcorrection. Whatever you because yep. whatever you experience to the highest degree, then you kind of swing the other way, and you're like, "Oh, this is this is happy for me." But I'll tell you this: after being in academia for um, I don't know six years, it's kind of like the pendulum kind of swing, and I'm like, you know, and I, I really appreciate really really good faithful preaching. I love it, and I'll tell you honestly, I like Bishop Jakes. I think that I love listening to him preach. I know you guys might think I'm. I want to say some stuff, but I just can't. But well, you know what? That guy can preach. I mean, when he he has a way of working the people that he's talking about, the way he tells the story and lays it out. Did our church ever have him come in? No. Oh, I think I, Bishop, I, I think if I think anybody that this is Bishop Jakes is a hater. I mean, I'm not saying about his content, but the way he talks, the way he works, that the way he gets into your soul when he's preaching. I anybody, anybody that disses. Bishop Jakes is a hater. I think if you th- if you're dissing his preaching, you're hating on him. As a as a so I everybody think, has to like his preaching. I didn't say you have to like his preaching, but I, if you're saying his preaching's bad, or you're saying there's something like he, he doesn't know how to preach, you're crazy. Yeah, the for, he's he, you're right. The, the you in, don't ter- have, in terms you, of that form, exactly. Nobody does in that terms way. of the form. Okay, I think if you're like I don't I don't think he's a good preacher or something like that. Like how that's just nuts. I mean that's too much of a correction. You could say I don't like the content. Right. You could say or it's not style. my style. Right. I don't like how I don't like how you use the text. You, you know, maybe you don't like yeah. how you use the text, but I think he is a masterful preacher. Agreed. Right. That's that's absolutely. I've I been. I've, I've heard him. I've been in the room yeah. twice when he's preached. He turns it out. Yep, he's good. He's good. A question, two quick questions. Stephen Furtick is an amazing preacher. I, I, it's not my style though. Yeah, but yeah, he's a great communicator. Yeah, yeah. You, you I, no, he's not a great. Him. He's not just a great communicator. He's a great preacher. Like that form of preaching, right? And the cadence and that style. But like, I'd, li- isn't, I'd listen isn't, to David Campbell for the rest of my life and never hear Stephen Furtick again. But I will say, if but you, like, but, isn't? Yeah, but I will. But here's the thing. I would say, not to make. I'm not talking about David personally. But if you listen to one style. All your life, it there's a suspicion in me to think that eventually you might get bored with it. I'm just correct. I my is I, my I upbringing think, is the opposite. But I would and 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 I would I would get bored with the opposite too, though. Mm. You have there's a variation. Yeah, right? yeah. That, I appreciate that. Okay, quick question. Very true. Two quick questions for you guys, and then we gotta land this plane. Yeah. Um, were our fire breathing reformers meaner in this decade or the previous decade? I don't know because I wasn't in the previous decade. So you're oh, saying decade 2020s? or de- decade. decade? Oh, 2020s is a is a decade. Yep. Firebring reformers. 
uh, I don't know, the closer that you get to Calvin, I think the, the, the hotter the heat is. But uh, but maybe not. Like, are they nicer now than 10 years ago or meaner? No, they're meaner. Really? Absolutely. Okay. I think you, know what I call, you know what I call, what you know what I say about fire breathing reformers, what they have? I call it freshman syndrome. Freshman syndrome. <laughs> freshman syndrome. It's like the first time it you... It sounds right. It's like the first... This is how freshmen usually act. It's how junior hires act when they when they're they've learned a little bit of something or they've read in one lane. Yeah, but you, that stuff usually gets knocked out. And when I see people acting that way, if they get into higher academia, it gets knocked out of them. They're fair, so that's a tell that you've only gone a certain length. I like that. Okay, last question: uh, Masters favorites. Masters favorites. Anyone? Oh, I mean, Brooksy has a has a five yeah, stroke Brooksy. lead right now. I didn't. I didn't. I did. Did you watch that whole docu series? No. I can't say I, I. I like him a lot less after watching that. You I basically do. like everybody else less after watching that. Okay. I'm like I don't know how I you guys managed it. to make people so dislikable. I know. Gosh. When you're trying to make them all likable. Yeah. Dude, like Rory. You don't like him anymore. No, it's just like stop pontificating. Like get off your high horse, dude. Wow. I don't want, I'm not going to watch it then. It's going to ruin a lot of players for me. Yeah, it did. Uh, Nate, any Masters favorite? Chris? I hear the Masters is a tradition unlike any other. Sure is. Sure is. Go smell the azaleas. I wonder the- if Nate knows the piano song. Um, uh, I would say, other than Brooksy, I would go the kid, the amateur. He's in second place right now. Mm. That's the first time it's ever happened in Masters history. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, Sam mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Scotty Scheffler. Another one? again, yeah, just because he's just he's a good God fearing guy and he keeps his mouth shut. That's I true. Like that. Yeah, there's no there's no crap about him. Nope. Uh, okay. Cool beans. Thanks for being on the show. Presented by Tithely. That was a long one.